This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Hey there, hi there, this is Carol Reid. Welcome to my show, Ignite Yourself, Living Life on Your Terms, where we talk about different uh, ideas, thoughts and uh, modalities and practices to be able to help you live a more liberated and inspired life, I guess. Um, And this month, I want to talk about self-compassion. Now, uh, there's lots of research out there around, uh, especially around uh, neurology and um, around our our brains and um, how we can rewire the neurons on our brains. It's called neuroplasticity. It's a it's a relatively new kind of area in that um, you know we can actually see inside the brain and we can light up different areas of the brain to see how they uh, connect with the emotions that we're experiencing. Uh, and so there's lots of neurobiologists out there uh, in this field of study. And in particular, a woman called Dr. Kirsten Neff uh, has done a lot of research around self-compassion and you can check out her um, her website and she also has a, a quiz that you can do called selfcompassion.org.nz I'll, I'll keep sort of referring to that throughout the, the chat today but I think one of the things about self-compassion and, and the reason I'm wanting to really make sure that we explore it a bit more is because, you know, we live in such a society that is go, go, go all the time. You know, our our inner being is is put upon all the time, is, you know, stretched thin all the time. And I work with people in this regard all the time. I'm seeing people who are anxious, who are overwhelmed, who are stressed, you know, um, who have experienced uh, a trauma or a life-changing event that they actually want to get past. Uh, And so I I work with them on how they most want to feel in their lives and get the direction for them. And quite often, you know, they they could be lacking in a bit of clarity. They could be lacking in a bit of self-direction you know that kind of thing so that's where I I work with people I have several programs that I offer but when we talk about self-compassion we're really talking about um, directly um, directing compassion inside yourself especially when you need it most like and it's like training a muscle so what I'm trying to get to here is that you'll have some self-talk that you know, comes up, especially when you're stressed. So for instance, um, you might do something wrong, okay? And when you do that thing that's wrong, um, you might really start a tirade of discussion inside your own head about, you know, we shouldn't have done that wrong, that was stupid, I was dumb, um, you know, I, I can't get anything right, I'm not worthy, and I see a lot of that, I see a lot of people who feel that they aren't worthy to have, be, do, whatever it is that they're, that they're experiencing, and realistically, you have everything you need within you, and you are an amazing, amazing human being, and life is happening because of you, and for you, but not to you. 
And so it's about changing that mindset, getting into that growth mindset to be able to understand that, you know, life is happening for you and the situations that are happening good, bad or indifferent, are happening for you to strengthen you, to move you through, you know, to the next thing that you've got to experience, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I know that that can be hard and it sounds trite, especially if you're feeling painful as you listen to this. You might be going through, you know, a divorce. You could be going through the death of a loved one, um, anything like that, you know. And this is where self-compassion is so, so, so important. If you can be kind to yourself in these moments where you really need yourself, you'll do a lot better to move through the grief and pain than blaming, shaming yourself, you know. And so um, Kirsten Neff, she, she's got done a lot of research in this area, but essentially our mental and physical health is affected by being kind and compassionate to ourselves. So um, PTSD studies, and this is a, a woman called um, Laurie Carmen. she did a, a whole lot of studies as well around PTSD. And they, what they recognise is the, the soldiers that went through Vietnam they treated themselves um, harshly, the ones that treated themselves harshly uh, around what they experienced and, you know, told themselves to buck up and get on with it and that kind of thing. Um, you know, they, they, they actually stayed in the PTSD longer um, rather than moving out of it and, and really getting to the point where they could actually feel better about themselves. So, um, and, it's, and it's actually about how they experienced and treated themselves during the acts that were happening. So, I mean, there were some pretty horrendous things that happened to those soldiers in Vietnam and, um, you know, lots of things that, that went on. But um, it, the, what they found, the researchers found when they were dealing and working with these people to get them through, get these soldiers, you know, um, through their PTSD, one of the things they found is that um, it was more important than what was more important than what happened to them but was how they related to themselves when that thing was happening so if you put that to you let's think about how that could work for you so um you know again if you if you're feeling um you know upset and grief experiencing grief that kind of thing um you know it's it is going to pass um, and I know that does sound like it's not going to right from here, but it will. You know, time does heal all wounds, and um, you know it's a, it's a chance to to look at it in a different way down the track. So, self compassion actually beats self confidence because when you can be forgiving to yourself, you can build yourself up instead of pulling yourself down. So, I'll give you an example of that. A few years ago, I did some work with one of the students at leadership at one of the schools here, and we're dealing with 12, 13-year-old kids, boys and girls, and there was a boy that was um, in the group, and you know, he was really looked upon by the rest of them as someone that you know, they wanted to be like. He was sort of held up a bit. He was a, a bit of a sport, sporty sort of guy, um, you know, a bit arrogant, you know, that kind of thing. He had a lot of self-confidence, or so it seemed. But actually, when we did the few exercises around understanding what goes on in our head and how we speak to ourselves, um, I asked him to share, and he did, which I was really pleased with. And he said, you know, sometimes people think I'm good at everything, but I think to myself I'm crap at it. And and you should have heard a pin drop in the room. The rest of the kids were like, what? What? Did he say that he thinks he's crap? 
That's not that's not how he comes across. And I said, can everybody stop and just hear what, you know, can we just take that in for a minute? And I just want to celebrate him for sharing this. But essentially, you know, the rest of the group were like, oh, my goodness, we always think he's so confident. We always think he's got it all together. And I think that's the thing that we that we can look from the outside in, and unfortunately social media does not help our cause here because everything you see on social media has you know it's not necessarily you know what's really going on it's um it's it's the best foot forward if you like so we're not always seeing all the parts that that are going on in someone else's life but yeah I think it's really important to understand that this piece of self compassion it's a game changer. Because if you can be kinder to yourself when a situation is unfolding that, you know, you wish didn't happen or that you need to take responsibility for, then rather than piling on, because the other thing that the research came out with was that if you're um, experiencing uh, a situation where you've got a difficult situation and you've already got you know, a feeling of overwhelm and that kind of thing in the situation already, then you pile on with your stuff that you say how stupid you were that you did that thing or, you know, I wish I hadn't done that thing or, um, you know, I'm so dumb or whatever. You're actually adding more trauma to the trauma. So I really want you to get that because you can cultivate a self-compassionate mind by just, first of all, observing what it's like when you get stressed or when you know something happens that you don't like and you blame yourself for it um you know it's that self-criticism that self-judgment um and and the thing is that that's normal to have a bit of self-criticism and self-judgment but um Perhaps the the thing about it is that if we can change those neuro pathways to strengthen our goodness inside ourselves by lifting ourselves up, I talk about you know um, employing the inner critic uh, the inner coach rather than the inner critic. you know if we can practice self compassion on a a more regular basis, you, what will happen is that you will strengthen those neurons in your brain and they will actually become hardwired to not go to that default you know of I'm so bad, I'm unworthy, you know that kind of thing. My husband actually uses the word dumbass, <laughs> and uh, and I find this really interesting because you know he'll say, "Oh, you dumbass, you didn't do that thing." Oh, you dumbass, and and of course you know my kids pick up on that. You know your children are are soaking up everything you do, and and my daughter came in the other day and she'd forgotten to take something to school, and it wasn't a major thing. She'd just forgotten to take something for a project, and and she said, "And guess what? Dumbass didn't take." And I said, "Hang on, back up a minute." Come on, uh, you know you you're not a dumbass, and don't call yourself that. You know you just you just forgot to take that thing. That's okay. You know you'll be able to get it and take it tomorrow. So what I'm saying is, you know, just be aware and observe. Be an observer of your mind. Have a look and check and you know see you know when something's going on. Something you know you do something wrong or you know something doesn't eventuate how you wanted it to and you had a part in that, you know just step back and have a look 
Because the other big part of this is that if you aren't self-compassionate, if you're very hard on yourself, what ends up happening is that that can actually lead to a depressive state. It can lead to that, that functionality of feeling unworthy and falling in a heap and, you know, being so, so hard on yourself. And I know that, that you know, you're probably thinking, but, you know, I, you know, meet failure if I met failure with kindness or compassion, I'd let myself off the hook. And, you know, if I'm hard on myself and I push myself, then, um, you know, I, I get more shit done, you know, because my success is based on the hard work and the hard time I give myself. Um, but here's the thing with that is, um, you know, when you're more compassionate, you actually get better results. This is This is part of Again, being tough on yourself can be a motivator, but it takes a toll on your mental, emotional and physical well-being. Um, and this is, again, out of the research. Um, and it's harder and it causes more suffering and, than it needs to, and you have less ease. So, you know, and there was a little bit of research, again, of a, of a group, um, three groups that were given some training. So um, they wanted to compare how... Self-compassion works in in the body and 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 different situations for these different groups. So, the first group had self-esteem training. The second group had self-compassion training, and the third group had no no training at all. Right. So we had these different situations. They were given to these groups, and the self-compassion group reported significantly greater motivation to improve than the other two groups. Now I can hear you saying to yourself, but you know, I get stuff done because I make myself do stuff. And we're not saying that, you know, you be lazy and don't do stuff. But here's the thing, you're, you're going to be more motivated and you're going to overcome your challenges faster and improve quicker when you can actually bolster your positive mind function. Okay, so if you can rewire those brains, but those neuropathways to let go of the self-criticism and bring in the self-compassion, it's it, what it, it tends to do is it is it actually allows you to look for that positive, look for that next thing to to do that's going to be more inviting and have more ease around it than the thing that you're you know constantly criticizing or bringing yourself down for. And the fact of the matter is that too much self criticism can lead to more depression, more anxiety, you know, um, loneliness, all that kind of thing, and to overwhelm, right? Because I know we all want to get stuff done, and, you know, there's lots of A personalities out there that I'm talking to, and I've got a bit of A in me as well, um, but I also recognize that if I'm more self-compassionate, if I say, okay, we can't get that thing done today, but we'll put it in for tomorrow or we'll, we'll get ahead and we'll get this part of it done, but actually it's not serving me to attend that meeting or it's not actually going to get me where I need to get to if I, you know, go do that thing. So, or I'm going to allow myself to, you know, go do that bit of exercise or, or go, you know, stop and actually have lunch properly I'm going to stop and do that because I'm going to take care of myself and my well-being. And when I do that, I'm resetting to go for the next thing I've got to do. So it's self-compassion drives the connectivity in our brains to the feeling of being connected to the wider 
world as well. So that, that's another part of the research that's come out is that when we're self-compassionate, we reflect inward, we recognize that actually I'm being kind to me and actually I'm connected to lots and lots of other people in the world that are feeling like I do or that have the same situation that I have or that, you know, I'm feeling like I'm connected to something bigger than me. So that breeds and works in the neuropathways to recognize, yes, okay, I am part of something bigger. You know, I don't need to stress over this thing. I don't need to be so hard on myself to get that thing done because everybody experiences X, Y, Z, whatever it is. You know, everybody experiences um, the passing of a loved one. You know, everybody experiences, you know, um, stress at times. Everybody experiences, you know, um, illness at times. So, you know, man is not an island, isn't isn't that one of the sayings? Um, yeah, and then the other thing that happens too when we're self-compassion, when we, when we bring in more self-compassion, um, our, our body, our physical body actually loves it. Like it actually physically loves being loved. <laughs> and I know that that might sound a bit, you know, trite again, but, but really, you know, if you can actually love yourselves, your cells, you know, your cells will love you, you know, so it's, uh, it's just an interesting one. And I think, I think the other thing with self-compassion is we have lots of kids out there that aren't very compassionate to themselves and, you know, they don't recognize the reality of what they're seeing on social media and they compare themselves too often to others. And this is why we've got this real big epidemic of anxiety and, um, and depression, you know, happening throughout the world. Um, the other thing is that you know self-compassion helps reduce the the whole response that we have when um, when we're stressed. So uh, when we get stressed, or when we uh, put in a situation where we feel um, you know a high level of of cortisol, high level of adrenaline, so we have this response, and I can. I can get you to do this as a little practice right now. So wherever you are, if you can um, stop for a minute, if you're walking, you know, see if you can find a place to sit down or if you're driving, if you can pull over. Um, or, you know, take a note of where this is at on your on your machine and come back to it. But essentially this is, this is a little exercise I want you to do. So what I want you to do is, is sit quietly and close your eyes and bring up a time when you felt really uh, disappointed, pissed off, frustrated, angry about something. So feel the emotions of those things and feel where you're feeling it in your body. So let's say you might, you might be feeling it in your tummy. You could be feeling it in your throat. But just go into that space for a minute of of where you're feeling, you know, pissed off, angry. It could be at yourself. It could be at someone else. It could be at a situation. But just go to that place just, just for a minute and just feel where you feel that in your body. Now what I want you to do is put your hand on that place wherever you're feeling it in your body, whether it's your tummy or your throat or your chest. Um, just Put your hand there and just breathe through your hand into that place of your, in your body where you're feeling that. Just take a nice deep breath in. 
and just let it out okay so now what we want to do is we want to change up some of those pathways around that situation and let's reconfigure it okay let's let's reassess it and put some different perspective on it so what I want you to do now is if you were I want you to answer this question in your mind if you were uh, feeling really compassionate towards the other person or the situation or to yourself if you were to bring in a feeling of compassion which means feeling into your heart and recognizing that you know that person's done the best they could or I did the best they, I could in that situation or the situation is what it is you know I can't change it I have to accept it okay go into that compassionate place where you feel you know that your breath is there you feel a bit of ease that area easing up and bring in that feeling of lightness and that feeling of love and that feeling of deep compassion for the situation it might cause you to have a few tears it's okay okay just really breathe into that and think about the feelings that you're feeling now think about you know well you know they did the best that they could we're all just doing the best we can you know we are all doing the best we can with what we have in front of us okay no bad people just bad behavior okay they did the best they could at that time you know with what they knew about the situation and even if you think they didn't or even if you think you could have done better step back and go well at the time I didn't and it is what it is I'm giving myself some self-compassion here some some wound healing some love to myself okay so this is the whole idea is to get into a space where you can physically feel your body change you can physically feel the ease come into your cells and that's what we want we want your we want your cells to feel you know loved because you know you came in as you and you're going to go out as you and no one's coming to rescue you and no one's coming to save you you are your best savior and that's what we're doing. We're just taking that through the body. So self-compassion. I want you to really think about the next time something happens that forces you to get nasty <laughs> to yourself, that forces you to you know, say some pretty mean and horrible things to yourself that you wouldn't even say to your best friend. I want you to stop and I want you to just observe it. And then I want you to go through this exercise. How can I bring in some love? And you can even think of a situation where you felt really expanded, where you felt joyful, where you felt love in a situation. So think about, you know, maybe it was your wedding day. Maybe it was the birth of your child. Maybe it was, you know, um, you know, when you got your first house and you, you moved in and it was just awesome to have all the family over, you know, a connection feeling with other people and situation, okay? Or maybe you were, you know, out in nature somewhere and you just couldn't get over the awe of the world or the view you were looking at and bring that in to that moment when you want to go in and go the tirade of attacking to yourself, 
bring in that moment and feel into it and bring in the love and the compassion and we want to rewire that brain each time. And the reason we want to do that is we want to to go in the cells for it to start the whole chemical reaction so that the chemicals of cortisol and adrenaline and all those things that are fight, flight or freeze that come in when we when we start to do this whole self you know self criticism piece we want to change that up and bring in the feelings the good ones the serotonin and you know that the 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 beautiful stuff that comes through the body the hormones that are that are just you know dopamine and things like that that make us feel really good so we start to rewire the brain so i hope that's been helpful today if you want to know more, you want to work with me, um, check out some of my other podcasts. They're all under Ignite Yourself, Living Life on Your Terms. I also do Venus Voices. That's a, a business uh, podcast as well as 90 Day Divas, which is another um, podcast around uh, creating a business and a life you love. So um, I'm Carol Reed. Check me out at soulpreneurs.co.nz. And next month, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about how we overcome trauma and um, you know giving you a few ideas around ways to move your body okay take care This program was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.